When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Tomorrow at Rogers Place. It's on 6.30, Chad. I'll join you for the face-off show at 6.30. The game starts at 8. Jack Michaels and Bob Stoffer on the call. Rob Brown along for the ride as well. Brethren Escott will be working the dressing room after the game. Of course, Cam Moon also does a lot of play-by-play here on 6.30, Chad. But it will be Jack tomorrow. Well, the life of my next guest changed drastically on September 2nd. He was traded after playing for his hometown team for several years the edmonton elks traded him to the hamilton tiger cats i am pleased to welcome back to inside sports offensive lineman david beard david how are you doing sir hey reed doing good man how are you i am doing very well i really appreciate you coming on the show of course uh, we've been talking a lot of football this week with the great cup coming up on Sunday, uh, but first time, uh, I mean, we have been in touch since the trade. First time uh, I've had you on the record on the show since the trade. Tell me about that morning, September 2nd. Yeah, well, I mean, it was uh, it was quite the uh, quite the phone call. Truthfully, I got the phone call at night, and I guess it might have been the night of the first, um, I think. But, yeah, I was literally in the car wash with the kids, and uh, I missed a call and ended up getting a call back from uh, G-Roy in Edmonton there and it was short and sweet he just said hey just let you know we've uh, traded you Hamilton and that was that that was kind of the beginning of the uh, big big change so yeah so uh, a short and sweet phone call one part of my brain says well that's disappointing I I mean you're getting traded don't they want to wish you well and tell you how great they were and then the other side of my brain says all right, it's a business transaction. Like, what are they going to say that might help you deal with anything in that moment? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like, hey, that's not their job. That's not uh, their their job is to make their team as best they can. That was the decision they thought they made um, that would make uh, make the team as best they could in their eyes. So, um, yeah, their job has nothing to do with personal personal matters in that way. And so, didn't expect it, and it was just uh, one of those new experiences that some players experience and yeah there's a new one and uh yeah that's so, the best way to describe it so so there was no inkling there was nothing you know the the week ahead of time or from some point like hey we might move you or where would you like to go if we do like there was nothing you had no clue at all eh no i was absolutely blindsided i had absolutely no clue no clue about it i'd kind of i'd gone home after practice um and had some errands to run and was ready to go in the next day for practice, and it turns out I was packing my packing my garbage bag. So yeah, <laughs> uh, you were traded for Jesse Gibbon, who yep. I think is a pretty good player. Did, like, did yeah. you care who you get traded for? <laughs> well, I mean, 
No, I, I wouldn't say I cared who I got traded for. It was uh, it was good to hear that there was another another kid in a similar situation as myself, being that he was a, a hometown hometown Hamilton kid, and me being a hometown Edmonton kid, getting getting the, the switch off for that. That was that was kind of interesting and unique about the trade, um, but. No, I've only heard, heard good things about Jesse, and um, I can tell that he's already doing well and fitting into the group there in Edmonton. And um, things have been really good for me on my end and Hamilton too. So I think it it really went well. All right. So and look, you you've been on my show several times over the years. Actually, going back to your, your university career. That's um, right. So tell me about. The, the process of getting out to Hamilton, I, I mean, for you, you're very lucky because you got to play basically at home. You know, you've you're, a lot of family around, a lot of friends around, and you had to leave all that behind. So tell me about the process of getting out to Hamilton and getting settled in. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was very quick. So like I said, that was on a... I want to say a Friday night, maybe like 7.45, I kind of got the call, and by 1 o'clock Saturday afternoon, I was on a plane to Hamilton. So it was um, much less than 24 hours uh, turnaround time. So it was very quick, and kind of got there on Saturday, and we had the, the Labor Day game against Toronto as a rematch on the Monday. So And I was dressed for it. So it was, <laughs> there was no, uh, no kind of break-in window in terms of seeing the new colors and getting to getting to know the guys on a personal level it was straight onto the field and get in there play a game I ironically played in that game as well kind of just being able to um, jump jump ship a little bit with having some experience with the previous coach Mike Gibson in Edmonton uh, is in Hamilton now my O-line coach and uh, so it was, a, it was a bit of a convenient transition that way being able to know the system that he runs and being able to get in there but it was, uh, yeah, it was it was quick and smooth, and I think credits to Hamilton and the staff there and the coaches there because they, yeah, they made the transition very very smooth and got set up, got the playbook going right away, um, looked after all the all the life stuff that you don't think about in terms of housing and um, getting your stuff there and. Well, yeah, where um, did you live? Do they do they have a place to put up new players? Yeah, I mean, I ended up uh, getting put up in the Sandman Hotel, ironically, where all the uh, or most of the uh, away teams stay. So, yeah, kind of throughout the year, a bunch of the players and coaches were staying in the Sandman Hotel there, and uh, there'd often be on the, the home games away teams coming in and staying in hotels too. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of funny that way. And uh, so I've been, I stayed in the hotel a bunch before, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was home for me for whatever it was, a couple months. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, quite a trip. How did your family deal with it? Like, did you feel any, I don't know if guilt is the right word, but it couldn't have been easy for you to leave them behind. I mean, you got young, a young family and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I got three kids and a wife, and that was that was honestly my very first thought when uh, Jira kind of called me and said, "This is the this is the scoop." I thought, "Oh man, I wonder what the wonder what the wife is going to say." So I, I kind of hopped on the phone and said, "Hey, you should probably sit down for this one," <laughs> and uh, broke the news. And she was giving all kinds of overwhelming support, and so that was uh, that made my decision making really easy and that kind of thing. So that was. Uh, that was a big blessing on my end, and uh, we ended up getting the, the family out for a nice visit for 10 days, even in the short period that we, we were out there, and the kids and wife are already excited to kind of get to know the city a little bit more and get around the club and get to know some of the families and, um, yeah, players. So they're they're already optimistic about next year, and as am I. So it's uh, it was uh, it was definitely tough. Um, I'd say the first 48 hours, you're kind of like – 
bittersweet. You're optimistic about the new trade, but you're also feeling a little bit jilted about the fact that you got traded. You know what I mean? So it's it was it was mixed emotions and. Um, yeah, like I said, the first 48 hours were probably the tough part, but yeah. um, it went very, very smoothly. David Beard for a better transition. David Beard joining us today at Inside Sports, offensive lineman for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, telling the story about the uh, somewhat unexpected trade from uh, Edmonton to Hamilton back in early September. David, I got to congratulate you. Uh, earlier this week, you won the Gord Barwell Award that is given each year to a CFL player who exhibits exemplary Christian conduct and leadership both on and off the field. Um, tell me about the place of uh, religion in, in a football locker room. And I, I'm assuming there are, 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 are people of, of different faiths and perhaps who follow those faiths with different levels of uh, commitment. So, so how, does, how does religion and faith work in, in a dressing room? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. There, the, all I can really speak to is uh, my experience, and um, I, I was fortunately plugged in with um, Athletes in Action is a, uh, a ministry, Christian ministry in sport that has a bunch of different branches reaching into the campus ministry, which is at the university, which is where I first kind of got plugged in, and then there's obviously a professional wing in the CFL. So there. On each team, there's a chaplain um, that's available to help players uh, with anything from practical life stuff, uh, being there to support, all the way down to walking with dudes in their uh, their faith journey or their uh, spiritual life. And yeah, it's it's monumental if you ask me. Um, there's uh, all kinds of guys that uh, utilize that uh, resource and are able to build relationships with those chaplains and other players who kind of come alongside and have their uh yeah their faith as a, a very impactful aspect of their careers and their lives so it's i mean it's integrated in our life and that by default integrates into our our sport and into our career so it's uh it's pretty serious it's a awesome thing that i'm very very grateful for and getting recognized for it is a, a pretty cool thing too so yeah, well, good for you. Co- a couple it. quick ones. Uh, Great Cup week, 2015. I, I know you didn't wind up uh, getting into the game, but you were you were with the double E at the time. Um, hard to concentrate. Uh, <laughs> I know you're not a big partier, but you're a social guy. Like, was it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you was it, did you go did you go out? Was it all business? What was that week like? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I in 2015 I, I played or I was a six man for half the year, and unfortunately broke my hand uh, halfway through the year. So I uh, I was off the off the pads for the last half of the year. But it was pretty special being able to be a part of the club and see um, what a professional team that was that year. Um, see some absolutely unbelievable players. You look back and see some of the players that are future Hall of Famers um, and complete concert pros. So. I, I, I reflect often on that team and see some of the, the leadership and performance aspects of that team. And I, I often think about some of those players and how I can um, be more like them uh, in terms of what I saw as a rookie that year. Um, it was a pretty, pretty phenomenal experience going into the league first year, winning the Great Cup. And 
of course there's some celebrations that is it, uh it's very uh, very much like what you see on tv at the time i was like oh, i wonder what this is gonna be like and seeing uh professional teams celebrate over championships and it's just like that seeing the the ski goggles and the champagne bottles in the locker room is <laughs> pretty wild that's for sure but uh no it's uh, it's different when you're on the back end of that but it's it's pretty special for sure and uh, a memory i'll never ever forget all right um I hesitate to ask for your prediction because you're a current CFL player. Uh, I won't stop you from giving one if you have one, but at the very least, I would like to ask you a player or two or a position group or two that might be very vital in deciding the game on Sunday. Yeah, well, you know what? I've seen all kinds of comments on Twitter about it. Um, I believe it was Eddie Steele uh, who uh, made the comments, but it's I think it's 100% going to be um, the O-line, D-line, if particularly Toronto's D-line uh, and Winnipeg's O-line. Whoever kind of comes out on top for that battle, I think is going to be um, the yeah complete winner out of that one. Um, if, uh, if they can shut down the run game with Oliveira, then they'll be they'll be in good shape. So. Um, Otherwise, I think Winnipeg's going to run away with it. So that's my prediction. Okay. Well, I appreciate that, that you, that you actually <laughs> named a team. Okay. Hey, David, it's, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for telling the story of being traded because I think that's something that happens, you know, that uh, a lot of fans don't get to hear about that experience. So thanks for being so open about that. I wish you and your family all the best. Um, just in case I don't talk to you, Merry Christmas. Hope it's not too early to say that. <laughs> thanks. Appreciate it, Reed. You too. Right on. That is David Beard checking in from the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So there you go. He, he said he thinks Winnipeg can run away, uh, run away with it. He wasn't uh, wasn't shy, even though he plays in the league. We will get to a few more of uh, your predictions, and I guess Kellen and I are going to have to give ours. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is Ryan Major Hopkins from Hamilton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. That's the Nuge, Oilers and Golden Knights coming up tomorrow. 780-496-0063. Your Grey Cup predictions. I've asked for the winning team, the score, and something weird or funny or something else. Let's get a few more, and then we're going to make ours, Kellen. Yes, absolutely. Well, we'll go to Robin on a text line. Uh, Robin texts in, Winnipeg 28, Toronto 20. Uh, no outside prediction that, outside of fine. that, but there we go. Uh, we'll go to Jerry after that one. Jerry says, 28-24, Toronto. And he says, the Blue Bomber quarterback will get hurt again. But, but, the, but he has them winning. No, he says, uh, he says 28-24, Toronto. Oh. He says the blue, oh, the bomber, blue quarterback bomber quarterback. Oh, the blue bomber quarterback. Sorry. Again. I, yes. I'm easily confused. 
Uh, Dennis, good evening, guys. Great Cup prediction. Toronto 34, Winnipeg 32. Toronto will win with a walk-off field goal. DWE do hoist the Cup next year. It will be cold in Regina, and I will have a canned ham at a tailgate party <laughs> as long as Reed serves it. I'll even pay him for my piece. Have a good weekend, guys. That's, That's awesome. from Dennis. Uh, I, I'm surprised how many people are picking Toronto, quite frankly. I guess maybe Winnipeg isn't uh, quite the favorite that, that people think they are. It's, mm. I think it's almost 50-50 with the text we're getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny texts in, doesn't give a score prediction, but says should be an easy win for the Bombers. Blitz quarterback, stop running back Harrison. Bombers win. Easy homework for the Winnipeg coach. That's from Kenny. All right. Well, he's so David Beard said Winnipeg's going to run a uh, runway away with it. So Kenny agrees with him. Okay. I am going against the logical side of my brain. Uh-oh. Which, which isn't a good idea. So I'm going against the wisdom I've accrued over the course of my life. Ha, ha, ha. I just think it, winning over and over again is really hard. And Winnipeg's done it. But even watching Toronto during the regular season, there's something about them. They can attack. They can make big plays when they need them. I think Dinwoody's a sneaky good coach. Uh, you know, I, and I like Kalaros, and I've liked Kalaros for a long time, but I think McLeod Bethel Thompson's going to have a big game. And I'm taking Toronto 24 21 in a very tight, somewhat defensive battle in, in some probably cold conditions. All right. Well. Thinking about it, and I've had a chance to think about it ever, you know. During like the commercial. Ever, during, the, <laughs> during the commercial. Well, yeah. also off and on during the week and that stuff, too. Like, you know, and, and, and if anybody asks what the prediction would be, you know, I've always kind of balked on it a little bit. But, um, you know what? I'm going to go Toronto over Winnipeg, 37-36 in overtime. A Reed one point overtime? How does it even, you even win by a point in overtime? That's hard. That's hard to do. Field goal. Right, but you. So, but okay. Uh, uh, seriously, so if it, let's say it's tied. So if you get a touchdown, you have to go for two. You, did you say thirty-seven, oh. thirty-six, or thirty-seven, thirty-four? Well, I was going before a one-point thing. I forgot that. Oh yeah. It's oh, you're gonna be a oh, you got a rouge. You got a missed field goal to win in overtime. Yeah, there we go. We can well, even that do would that. be sad if they should get rid of the rouge in overtime. Okay. Yeah. 37-36 for Kellen in yeah. overtime. If it doesn't go to overtime, we'll still give you credit. Okay. We got all those saved. Uh, I guess we'll have a hockey game Monday. So if someone nailed it, we'll uh, give them credit on Tuesday. That was that was fun. Thanks for doing that, everybody. 6:30 face-off show tomorrow. Game at eight right here on 6:30. Oilers and Golden Knights. Vegas is 14 and 4. The Oilers just 9 and 8. You heard from Trent Brown and David Beard. Thanks to all of you who participated. Dave Campbell is the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Have a great evening.